That led to animation, game development, other forms of media. And so at this point, I've written, directed, and produced live action content, animated content, video game content, kind of you name it. We've, you know, we've collectively had some piece of it, and I've done a lot of that as well. So um, making stuff is kind of what, what I do. That's good. And, you know, Ricky, yeah. we'll give you 30 seconds, too. I mean, <laughs> go for it. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Okay. Evan's a hard act to follow, but sure. Um My background is in film and television. I got my start working with Spielberg and his producers, Kathy Kennedy and Frank Marshall, worked on a ton of films, Jurassic Park and Twister and all of those kinds of things, and got wise to the game industry, which is what I kind of built up growing, uh, building computer games and building computers. And so I worked at Universal with Insomniac and Naughty Dog and then built the mobile division at Disney and finally decided, oh, I should start my own company. So I started a couple of companies, and sold those, um, one of which was Kung Fu Factory, working on licenses, things like Adventure Time and SpongeBob and WWE and NBA. And then, you know, combined with uh, Eben and Adam about a year and a half ago, and we got, you know, this idea to build this mar Marvel of the future, HBO of the future with blockchain and NFTs and comic books. And here we are today. See, I didn't do any name dropping. I feel like I missed my opportunity. <laughs> big name, big so... name, big name, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Name, cetera, cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we get it. There, there was a key phrase there that I think is, is worth exploring more because stating that you're trying to become the Marvel or the HBO of blockchain, there's a lot of weight behind that. So, yeah. what is the, the central pursuit? How do you. How do you ex, uh, express the vision in what will concretely be produced, what you're trying to yeah. concretely produce? So let me, let me take a stab at this, and then Ricky, I'll add to it. So I think there's kind of two theses that come together to be the foundation of this. So the first one is that the way entertainment has been evolving and the way we see it continuing to evolve, to evolve is that the framework for building content, stories, 
I'm going to call them franchises, um, is a collection of experiences rather than a singular point of entry. And so what I mean by that is that as you think about a story and a group of characters in a world, let's think Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, that we want a lot of experiences with these characters in these worlds that we come to love, relate to, and want to spend time in. And so our thesis is that we can build multiple experiences, whether that's comics, film, TV, games, new media, NFTs, and bring all those things together in a way that, number one, creates a lot of different ways for people to get into those worlds and experience that content. And number two is a way to build a franchise from the bottom up where you can have a lot of different kind of very focused pieces of content that lean into the strengths of each medium that we're building things in. So that's kind of point number one. And then point number two, the second thesis that comes together with that is what we've fallen in love with in Web3 is the community participation aspect of it, the ability to truly align incentives between the fan, the creator, the collector, and kind of every person in the the participation of that property and the development of those things as franchises. And so to, to make it personal for one second, you know, I grew up wanting to be a comic artist, thinking that's what I was going to do. And if I had had the chance at 14 to go pitch something to Marvel or to DC or, you know, any of the, the companies or people that I was in love with, and had I been the person to then create that thing and then participate in the life of that thing throughout its evolution into entertainment, um, you know, I would have been over the moon for that opportunity, let alone for it to actually happen. And when you hear a story like Jason Brubaker, not Jason Brubaker, sorry, that's one of our creators, Ed Brubaker, who created the Winter Soldier, you know, getting like $5,000 for that character becoming a central part of the MCU, like that's a, a situation we don't want anything to do with. We want someone that creates the Winter Soldier in the umbrella that we're building and the ecosystem that we're developing to be massively rewarded for that contribution at a scale that's, you know, commensurate with the impact that it has across the franchise. You guys are already in a rich media space. For those of you that I don't know, if you go to the app store, at least for iOS, I don't know if you got it for Google. Also, yeah, there's the Macroverse app. And this is a it's a, a living comic book app with yeah. a lot of content in here. This is really fun to play with. Um, this is kind of, you know, the future of comic books and, yeah. and i think you guys when you discovered nfts made the natural connection right ricky to go holy crap comics are, these are made for the nft world yeah absolutely i think i think what we sort of find is you know in any kind of medium whenever there's a technology shift you know storytelling is one of the oldest pastimes in in you know humankind and how we relate to each other how we connect to each other right and technology is something that always uh, shifts and augments that sometimes for better sometimes for worse and it's why we use the marvel example or the hbo example you know and there's a obviously a couple of other examples pixar is another great example they have amazing technology, but they always have amazing stories. Marvel is so successful right now because they always have amazing stories. And, you know, I think part of our thesis is that the seed is that story, but we can use technology in a way that really brings people together or tells new stories, tells better stories, finds great stories. And comics is a great way to start there, right? Because 
you know, not everybody has a hundred million dollars in their pocket, you know, or five hundred billion dollars, or whatever it takes to make some of these amazing and you know very expensive franchises. I nowadays. only have twenty-five million dollars in my pocket at the moment, so I'm not I'm not quite yeah. there. Sorry, yeah. no, two quarters, not, not enough. I'm, I'm not sorry, enough. That, that was twenty-five dollars. I, I just oh. put too many zeros. A mistake. Now what I'm hearing so, is that you know that. It really, it really, you know, it's it it really does kind of, um, it's part of that decentralization that's going on and that that equality and really leveling the play field. I think we're able to do that with this amazing technology of NFTs, of blockchain, of you know, Web 3.0, and what it can be and what it's becoming, and it's it's pretty exciting. It's pretty pretty uh, amazing to be a part of that. So to be clear, this is not the kind of thing where a pool of thousands of, of consumers are like minorly directing uh, a branching path in the narrative. You're actually attempting to cultivate a space in which you can identify and include exceptional talents from within your community in order to build upon the foundation that exists with your original franchises. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll say within and without, right? Of course, we want to work with amazing talent that may not, you know, that exists already and have created things. And we are working with some of those people. But of course, we want to work with Cultivate and find just yesterday, we kicked off one of our first storytelling 101s, you know, within the within Discord and our channel to to, to foster some of this talent and, and the ideas that flow within the chat where, you know, we've got chat going and we've got a, a voice chat going at the same time, which is kind of how things are done now. So that doesn't mean that we're going to have a hundred people writing uh, at once, but it does mean that we can really look for people. People can, you know, showcase the things that they're good at and that they're not so good at. They can learn, they can evolve, they can be part of something and that's that's really what separates, I think, Web 3.0 and the past is that the community can get involved in a way. You know, Hollywood's known for closing its doors to talent, right? The book publishing industry is known for closing its doors. J.K. Rowling absolutely just, you know, um, rejected over and over again. People in Hollywood never being able to get this amazing script made. But then we get a film about a dog and, you know, <laughs> and his man, right? So we want to really look for this talent that has maybe a harder time, but is extremely. We we see what Fiverr does. We see what um, the, the 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 playing field of NFT PFPs can do for a single artist or a single person out there or a multiple new team. And why not get together and create? You know, the next Game of Thrones, the next Walking Dead, uh, the next Marvel, you know, superhero or whatever story that's out there that needs to be told. And, it, you know, I think the last thing I'd say, and it can be personal, it doesn't need to be this action blockbuster. It can be something, you know, really meaningful and impactful like Mouse. Imagine something like MAUS, Mouse, mm-hmm. you know, existing for the first time on Web 3.0 and finding that artist and finding that voice. I think we want to try to foster those types of relationships. Uh, was it Art uh, Spielman? Was that the, Art, the guy's Art Spiegelman, name? Yeah. Spiegelman, yeah. Spiegelman, yeah. Uh, I like dog movies, though. I like yeah. dog movies. <laughs> and a quick story here I have to tell you. I, I will never forget being on an airplane, sitting in a middle seat, um, 
watching Marley and me on the way back from somewhere and tears are just running <laughs> down my face. I'm between two strangers and they must say, what is wrong with this guy? This dog, this dog died. It's horrible. I mean, if you don't cry watching Marley and me, then uh, you have no salt. There's just something. Yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. the um, the your first use case of this is actually based on one of the comics that I see in the Macroverse app. It's called Dead yeah. Town, and let's yeah. take a look at this here at Macroverse.com. This is front and center. Tell us about this. Yeah, so Dead Town is a series. So going back to this kind of history of of different types of entertainment, um, our other co-founder Adam and I, you know, created this series over a decade ago initially as a television pitch. And so we were, you know, at CAA, you know, pitching uh, this as a TV show. Um, you know, we, we have a, a little bit of uh, um, bitterness around the fact that The Walking Dead got sold at the exact same time that we were pitching it, which we're pretty convinced killed the show. Um, but this, you know, was originally written as a TV pilot, you know, as a screenplay or as a script, um, you know, is in this development cycle. And then once it got kind of shelved as a television property, we moved on to a bunch of other stuff. But as we started to get into comics and making comics, it was one of the things that kind of came right back to the forefront of like, oh, we could take this world. And it's actually a really good example. The story that we're telling in the comic is not the story of the TV show. So we know what the story of the TV show is, but we felt like let's lean into what we can do uniquely well in comics and tell a different story in that medium. We did a, a Dead Town series on an app called Yarn a couple of years ago, which is a, a whole different tangent, but it's a totally different format. It's a, a chat fiction format. So you're like reading the story in the form of text messages going back and forth between characters. And that became a different story in this universe. So already there are four different you know stories that exist in the Dead Town universe. Um, you know, two of which are, are out there, but we know what the game is. We know what, you know, these different components are as it continues to develop. And now bringing NFTs into the mix, it actually allows us to expand another storyline, which is kind of the first use case uh, for this collection, which is that as you create your character in this world, and you'll, you'll see if you click into the, the avatar builder, you are actually creating your character in our, our system here. So we built an app where you get to fully customize the NFT that you create. Um, and when you create your character, you then bring it to us on Discord. We work with you. We're building tools that you'll be able to come back to the website and interact with where you create storylines and concepts around these characters. And then we have a whole process. Ricky mentioned the storytelling one-on-one -on -one sessions that we're doing. We have a whole process where we work with the community and the people that are collectors in this collection and on into the rest of the stories and worlds that we're launching this year where those stories then have an ability to be pitched to the community and then greenlit into production initially as part of an anthology series and then on from there into potentially larger and larger you know roles if you will in the overall franchise so this is just the first of you know 10 properties that we're launching this year um and a very exciting roadmap if you will uh for where this is all headed the first of 10 can you talk yep. about some of the other properties that are coming to the NFT space? Yeah. So, I mean, the next one we can definitely talk about, which is called Aerosol. Um, and uh, Aerosol is super cool. It's a, a very anime-esque 
uh, kind of art style, totally different than Dead Town. So if you're listening, Dead Town is this neo-noir zombie post-apocalyptic world. Um, we think we've got a very unique take on the, the zombie po- post-apocalyptic world, um, but uh, very different style with Aerosol. Aerosol is more kind of all ages, again, sort of anime inspired and this incredible kind of concept where at its core, art and creativity and expression creates the foundation for essentially kind of superpowers and supernatural abilities in this world. So it it initially follows the story of a graffiti bomber and, you know, the, the, uh, the, the kind of cyberpunk esque civilization that's developed um, is trying to actually shut down, you know, people that are writing graffiti and expressing themselves in this way. And this graffiti artist, you know, is one of the first to kind of, connect into this, you know, fundamental kind of power source, discover their own abilities. And so as we get into the world of aerosol, you'll go through a similar process of creating your own character, going through the storytelling process with us, but in the context of a totally different world and environment. And then, you know, what a little spoilery alpha here, then I'll finally stop talking, um, is that, you know, we also have the opportunity across all of these different worlds, very much like an MCU, to look for ways to interconnect them over over time. And so that is part of the plan as well. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll just ahead. really quickly inject is just, you know, there's a lot of different genres that we're, that we're really um, already at work on. There's some that exist in the app already. And, you know, everything from Westerns to sci-fi to, you know, to, to um, uh, uh, you, you kind of name it, noir, neo-noir, dramas, there's some comedic stuff, there's some, you know, all ages type of stuff. And the idea is really just to, you know, really look for these amazing stories that we think, you know, can exist in this form and then really start to, to either cross-pollinate or to, you know, as we kind of gamify some of the things that we're working on and use the the live operational tricks that we've we've seen and used in games and things like that you know expand these universes beyond what people have really seen some of these other projects do and i think we'll be able to do it in a way because you know you're talking to three people you know that all three of us meaning founders that have executed before, you know, again and, and again and again. It's not just, you know, we have an idea and we think we can deliver on this roadmap and we'll figure it out. We've built these companies and we've built these, you know, these um, these stories and these projects, you know, again and again. So that's what we're trying to do with all of these different storylines. I've been in here creating with your um, Dead Town Dead <laughs> avatars and I'm trying to create the most normal looking zombie that i can i think this is him right here i think this is this is the most like least undead undead he may be able to slip inside a bank and and get past maybe a guard or two might well there's a there's a part of the story in this world where there's an actual kind of evolution to the zombies so like when you first get infected you've got this kind of burst of superhuman ability you can kind of parkour up walls and you know do all this kind of crazy stuff so a fresh outbreak is incredibly dangerous and then over time they kind of break down and become the more kind of romero-esque you know stumblers if you will so we get this kind of life cycle to our zombies so you're right in kind of fresh runner territory right yeah now. this guy he's asymptomatic basically yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a super spreader and there you uh, go <laughs> exactly. so now that i this is this is cool because 
you know, most of the uh, generative projects, they're random, right? You yeah. just, you spend your money and it's, it's gambling in a sense, because you don't know what you're going to get. You're hoping for something rare. Uh, but if you want an avatar, something that you're going to use in a game, in an app, and you want to make it yourself, you can do that. And then you can mint it. Yeah. And, and can it, can somebody else mint the same exact one that I've minted? So you actually can. Now, there are 700 traits that we've put in here, and we're actually adding new traits over the course of the next month or so. So we've got a lot of kind of exclusive 24-hour traits, limited edition traits, kind of new things that the artist that we're working with is continuing to put into the collection. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun from there. But uh, we, we actually, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see if anyone does happen to mint the same character, then we've got this whole concept in mind around like, what does it mean to be a twin in this world? And, you know, what, what are the implications of that? Um, so I think there's some fun uh, things that we can kind of play with if that happens. And yet I'll also be very surprised if it happens unless it's intentional. <laughs> it's also probably worth pointing out that some of the, some of the accessories are the thing that are rare as opposed mm -hmm. to the actual, you know, thing that you start with, the zombie that you start with. So those are the things that, you know, will sell out. And then we will, you know, like you said, we're not, we're trying to do something a little different here, which is that we will have, we'll, we'll have this open. It won't be a standard minting where you've got like 10 seconds to go get something. On, you know, Tuesday, we may throw up this new hairstyle and on Friday, we may uh, throw up something, you know, super cool that you haven't been able to get before. So we'll always play with that customization aspect and make events out of some of the things that we drop with partners and, and you know, relate to the storyline and that kind of thing. But just make sure that people can have fun with it, but also kind of get what they want and what they're after and what they're trying to craft. So th yeah. this might be a real stretch, but would it ever be possible for somebody who mints their, their deadhead early to modify it later with a limited attribute? Uh, that's a very interesting question, which I'm going to intentionally avoid answering. <laughs> I, I do not blame you. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, yes. Well done. Yeah, there's my I mean, guy right there, by the way. There he is. Yeah, there's your guy. So I think what you, what you're going to see, and this gets into a little bit of what we're building over the course of this year. You know, we've approached this very much like a you know we would any other sort of production or kind of building a company in that we've got some very short term objectives, some medium term objectives, and some long term objectives, and you know kind of milestones that we will hit along the way. So what you'll actually slowly see over the course of the next handful of months is the same website, the same app evolve with more and more and more features. So right now, like you just you just said, you can go see the characters in your collection right on the website right after you've minted. Of course, they're also on OpenSea and you know other places like that. But you'll come back in a week from now and be able to click on that character <laughs> in your collection and there'll be new things that you can do. And then a week or two later, you'll come back and there'll be new things that you can do and new things that we're, that we're revealing. So, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of things that we've noticed in the space over the past year as we've been building that we've tried to address in our own, you know, kind of particular way. One is that question of, you know, getting to actually create a character that you at least like the look of, whether or not they end up being the rarest in the collection or not. And then number two is once you've got this thing, what do you do with it? And there are a lot of projects which are, you know, hey, here's this roadmap. If and when we mint out, we'll start doing stuff or, at, you know, 25 percent, we'll start doing stuff. And so we wanted to know when we launch this first project. No, there's stuff to do immediately. Like you can start plugging into this ecosystem from day one and then just watch it grow. 
And so by summer, you'll be, you know, you'll have NFT comics on the platform. You'll have, you know, some gamification that we're working on within the platform. We'll have all the storytelling tools that we're talking about built into the platform itself. So they're just kind of a set is a feature set of just kind of release after release after release throughout the course of this year, where, you know, frankly, the earlier you get involved in the ecosystem, the more benefit you're going to get over the that all rolling out. You know, it would be a fun mechanic that you could play off of that's been done. You have, you know, like the bored apes became mutant apes by consuming this vial. You know, you could write into the story. Well, who was this person before and and uh, something that they take or you combine and using the traits that were selected, you guys reverse engineer and create this human before they became zombified. Yes. It's so yeah, you, you guys cool. are like inside our brains. Like I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm it's scary in there. Away, I was going to say, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a little uh, dusty, well, but very it's scary. A little dusty, little neo noir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of fun stuff coming, and you know the ways that we look at the intersection of kind of the interactivity and the experience piece of it with the storytelling piece of it, with the gamification piece of it, and like bringing all those things together in a kind of constantly evolving, um, you know, kind of thing that you can engage in, you know, I think is going to be very exciting for people as we continue to roll this out. So aside from the opportunity to contribute to potentially canon, what yeah. are some of the benefits that, that you think people are going to be purchasing Dead Town Avatars for? So I think the the core thing at the moment is the story development piece of it, being able to shape the world, being able to participate in not just the singular story of your character, but over time, you know, play a larger role in the you know overall development of the franchise. As Ricky touched on, you know, part of this is also working with and identifying talent, especially you know from within the community. And so as that happens, there will be other opportunities for people to engage across different projects into different properties and ultimately pitch and uh, develop their own properties within the ecosystem. So we're, we're building a lot of the, the infrastructure and the tooling, both on the creative side and the tech side to facilitate this you know, kind of world of storytelling and franchise development and then letting people plug into that kind of at whatever level they want to. Um, is it fun for you guys to go here on OpenSea and look at what people have, you know, created so far? Because you can go through. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's so it's fun. It's so yeah. cool. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, what's cool, what people don't even realize is that, you know, they're they're kind of getting into something that has these long legs where, you know, what they create and some of the collections that they get involved with will be part of a little bit larger meta collections and will stack so if you if you participated in Deadtown, you know you're gonna get something special in in aerosol and our airdrop strategy you know across all of these projects is i think gonna be really really unique and tie into you know future projects like games and so you know our plans are pretty extensive but what's really fun is exactly what you said is what are people creating because that is going to help mold some of this collection strategy and some of this airdrop strategy to see where people are spending their time and how creative they get and you know build out some of these worlds in 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 a macroverse fashion right macro as opposed to meta macro is large it's inclusive it's you know building something very big together that's the idea yeah 
Very cool. Well, uh, gang, go check it out here at Macroverse.com. Go create your avatar and share it with us on Twitter. Make sure you tag these guys at Macroverse. Is that right? At Macroverse HQ. At Macroverse HQ so they can see it. And I'm sure they'll be happy to amplify your uh, your beautiful creation. And um, we are going to be keeping our eyes on what you guys are doing because you're, you're leading the way in a lot of ways in terms of um, multimedia approaches to uh to nft so thanks for coming on today absolutely thank you you so much and 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 just one final note we do have two exclusive items that will be hitting the uh the drop on the day this episode comes out so just anyone that wants wants those pay attention to the twitter feed or join us on discord and uh you can get all the details on that but nice uh, yeah we're very very happy to have been able to chat about this today and really appreciate you guys having us on Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, Really fun. Really fun. Thanks for everything. Thanks, fellas. Hey, Zach, what should this guy's name be? He looks like a Thomas. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm just just getting that. That is the first name. Thomas Baumgartner. (laughs) Tommy B, as his friends knew him back then. Now he's Tom Zombie. Um, Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of Nifty Show, bringing you the front lines, the cutting edge of the NFT space. Remember, we were the first to cover uh, NFTs on the Bad Crypto Podcast back in December 2017, and the Nifty Show was the world's first NFT podcast. We're coming up on two years in May. Pretty amazing. And uh, Zach, I'm glad you're along for the ride, and Sir Lord Travis joins us occasionally. It's, It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic to be tuned into all the new cool stuff that's happening and, and see everything progress in real time. Mm. And I guess we'll talk to you guys soon. So get us out of here. Keep it nifty. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles. We call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Zach are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Zach say this will blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go! It's the nifty, really kind of spiffy.